Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News and stuff right after this. You do know that giving to Greg Patton Ministries Hello World is a tax-deductible gift through our local church, the Cross in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and we carry on here on this Christian radio station with Greg Patton Ministries because of your listener-supported funds. Very tough to do radio daily, putting several hours in every day uh, at no cost. Please help if you can, my friend. Hey, Greg Patton's Traveling Salvation Show. Going to be in uh, Tampa, Florida, Nashville, Tennessee, over there in Bristol, Virginia, Bluff City, Tennessee. Hey, get in touch. Maybe we can speak in your church sometime this spring. Excited to be a part of Southwest Radio Church Ministries. Going to be at the National Religious Broadcasters meeting there. We have the share coming up at the end of February Southwest Radio Church going to be at uh, Antioch Baptist Church there in Bristol, Virginia. Good times coming. Get in touch through this local Christian radio station or gregpatton.com. You can email me. Love to be with you, my friend. What in the world is going on? Come on, get out of my house. Florida lawmakers are moving forward now with legislation they say is going to fix a key loophole that has allowed squatters to take advantage of unsuspecting property owners across the Sunshine State. It's happened a lot in recent years. House Bill 621 put forward in response to, well, Jacksonville resident Patty Peoples, who made national headlines earlier this year when, well, several squatters moved into her home in Jacksonville and caused $40,000 in damage. Peoples first discovered that two female squatters broke into a rental property she owned after she sent a handyman over there in anticipation of a home inspection after she showed an interested buyer the home just a couple of days before. When Peoples attempted to ask the squatters to leave, they showed a lease from a fraudulent landlord and claimed they had the right to stay there. This saga went on for 34 days. Meanwhile, they tore the house all up. Yep. Legal fees, smashed walls, windows, cabinets torn off the walls, dryer stolen, toilets all broken. These squatters know the laws better than most attorneys do, and they use them to their advantage, and police are absolutely handcuffed. Is that bizarre? Where is my gun? What's going on in America? It's the new America. California, oh, they're always doing stupid things. Uh, they have uh, stores, California stores, with more than 500 people employed there. Soon going to be fined, fined, costing them big bucks for not having a gender-neutral toy section. Once the new state law kicks in here on January the 1st, the bill signed in 2021 by Democrat Gavin Newsom Got to force stores that sell child care items or toys to pay a $500 fine should the store fail to create a gender-neutral toy section for kids 12 years old and under. Just insane. A child care item, according to the text, means any product designed uh, or intended by the manufacturer to facilitate sleep, relaxation, feeding of children, or to help children with sucking or teething problems. Traditional toys and girls sections won't be outlawed, but a gender-neutral section has to be created. Uh, do I have a, another gun over there? 
easy to get discouraged, even depressed. That's what I talked about on the program yesterday. How about this? 248 plus years to grow and become a, a great nation. And uh, that guy in the White House takes less than three years to flush it down the toilet. Politics, what's he up to? Conservative businessman Vivak Ramaswamy's presidential campaign is stopping stopping television advertising just weeks ahead of the January Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire primary. Ramaswamy argued that such spending is just, oh, idiotic, and that his campaign would be allocating its resources in a different way when confirming the move on X Tuesday evening. The change comes after his campaign previously pledged to spend up to $8 million in Iowa, $4 million in New Hampshire just on the advertising there. Presidential TV ad spending is idiotic, low ROI, and a trick that political consultants use to bamboozle candidates who suffer from a low IQ. That's what Ramaswamy said. We're going to do it differently, spending our money in a way that follows data. Apparently a crazy idea in U.S. politics. A lot of people like this guy. Meanwhile, I'm going to do a loud amen for this guy. The Christmas messaging from far-left commie squad leader and member of Congress, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York has left her fighting off a description of being an ignorant, illiterate embarrassment. It's because she likened Jesus, for whom the season was celebrated, to, well, actually, Palestinians. Yeah, that's the latest stupid move by this idiotic woman. Rabbi Shumley, widely described as America's rabbi, cited her post and said, uh, said, what in the world? AOC says Jesus was not a Jew. Jesus was a Palestinian. What an ignorant, illiterate embarrassment to both Christianity and the United States of America. Who has ever read a single page of the New Testament? Well, amen, Rabbi. Yep, she is. She's a nutcase. She needs to go back and do her waitress thing. Scary, demon-led person there. Speaking of demons, lest we forget, Southwest Radio Church wants us to remember InvisibleWarOfTheSaints.com. This book already has helped so many people, and it is a hot item. InvisibleWarOfTheSaints.com. Talk to a man on Friday night after he'd gotten the book. Some really severe problems going on there. We had a great discussion. I believe God's going to use that in the days ahead in a, a special way. So, my friend... Why not get your copy today? Invisible War on the Saints, Victor or Victim, available at InvisibleWarOnTheSaints.com. And again, a big thank you to Southwest Radio Church and all that they are doing. Business News, the New York Times today filed a lawsuit against Microsoft and OpenAI, the company behind popular AI chatbox ChatGPT, accusing the pair of infringing copyright and abusing the newspaper's intellectual property. The New York Times said in the filing with the U.S. District Court there in the Southern District of New York that it seeks to hold Microsoft and OpenAI to account for the billions of dollars in statutory and actual damages it believes it is owed for the unlawful copying and use of the Times uniquely valuable works. Oh, and this, Apple's done what? 
pulling some of their watches, stop selling some versions of the watch in the United States as soon as this week to get ahead of what could be one of the most monumental patent disputes in years. The company confirmed to CNN it will no longer be selling its Apple Watch Series 9 and Apple Watch Ultra 2 starting, well, tomorrow on Apple.com and from retail locations until after the new year. The decision to take one of its most popular products off the shelves follows an ongoing dispute with medical device maker Massimo over its blood oxygen feature. A lot of uh, stealing of different ideas happens in the business world, and I wonder how much Apple does of that. And now a uh, mini living in today's world. You know, upon receiving a present, we ordinarily thank the giver, do we not? I'm sure you did that over Christmas. Obviously, we should do that with divine gifts as well, right? God tells us that all good gifts are from him, James 1.17. And what's more, he instructs us to always give thanks for all things, Ephesians 5.20. How do we do that? Well, how about giving thanks with sound? We can speak of our gratitude to the Lord in private or in public. Thanksgiving can also be conveyed through music, obviously, Jonah 2.9. And you can give thanks by living holy. As a response to God's goodness and faithfulness, we should honor him with our obedience. Paul expressed it this way. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the miracles of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's Romans 12.1. And then your generosity as well. If we're truly grateful for what we receive, we'll gladly share our time, our money, our gifts, well, all of our resources with God. It's easy to become possessive of what we deem ours, forgetting that actually everything is from God. How do you express your gratitude to God, my friend? Take time this Monday to think of all the blessings God sends your way, and maybe pause and give thanks. Well, the new Pew Research Center polling shows that more Americans than ever before say that they're not connected with any religious faith the Pew survey conducted in 2018 and 2019 found that the percentage of U.S. population that describe themselves as religiously unaffiliated has risen to 26%, and that's up 17% from 2009. At the same time, the percentage of Americans describing themselves as Christians has declined 12 percentage points in the last decade. Interesting, Pew Research Center notes that among those who identify as religiously unaffiliated, however, identify themselves as believing in God. It's not a matter of, I don't believe in God. And overall, they say the breakdown of the family is the main reason that uh, there's a problem of people going to church or identifying with any religion. I think that would have to be true. But then it's the new America. It's usually in the family unit where you play out your faith, say the experts, where you get your morals, your ethics, because it's lived out in that sense. And you've got a high divorce rate in America, even among Christians. You've got kids growing up with no center in the family and many with no fathers. So they're looking for other things to do to fill that void. Unfortunately, church is not doing it. Something to think about today. Oh, it's that climate change thing. It's such a problem. Hey, a Canadian zoologist who led the way in debunking the claim that climate change is endangering polar bears says the University of Victoria bowed to outside pressure and she was fired. 
Susan Crockford, an adjunct assistant professor at the University of Victoria in Canada, been there 15 years, said her renewal application was rejected without explanation despite her high profile as a speaker and author due to her polar bear research and expertise in mammal bone identification. That from the Washington Times. You don't want to knock this climate change thing. Al Gore has to be smiling. So, thinking about 2024 and predictions, most people miss the majority of things. Hey, we don't like their sound, and guitar music is really on its way out in America. 1962, Decca Record Company said that, talking about a group called The Beatles. He doesn't have that presidential look, said United Artist Executives, rejecting an actor in the lead role of The Best Man. They were talking about a guy named Ronald Reagan. Oh, he's poor, got a poor bill, he's skinny, lacks any physical statue and strength, gets down very easily, not going to make it in the NFL. That's a scouting report from 2000. Who were they talking about? A guy named Tom Brady. Oh, and this has got to be one of the worst ever. There's just no chance that the blank is going to get any significant market share. It's dead, really. Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer in 2007. What was he talking about? A thing called the iPhone. Well, this one arrested my thinking today and came from a friend down in Florida. Maybe you ought to consider doing this. He just wrote to everyone and said, Hey, if I died today, what is the one thing you remember most about me? Why don't you ask your... Family and friends, that one. Oh, that's good. If I die today, what would you most remember about me? Who said that? We're paying 535 members of Congress millions of dollars yearly to do nothing. And that guy in the White House paying him a bunch to destroy America. Most of us can identify with this. Thank you, uh, Tony. Or are you in Boston? Yeah. Yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I make hypocritical decisions. Yes, I fall. Yes, I stumble. I struggle. I'm a mess. But I'm God's mess. And he can turn a mess into a masterpiece. Well, that's great. Thank you. And finally, in this segment, great advice from D.L. Moody. Christians should live in the world, but not be filled with it. A ship lives in the water, but if the water gets into the ship, she goes down. So Christians may live in the world, but if the world gets into them, they sink too. Well, that's, that's true. I cannot get the victory over temptation. Really? Well, where is my Bible? Life 101, right after this important message. Just joined us. This is Hello World. News, information, comment, devotion. From a conservative Christian in the Midwest, I'm Greg Patton, former television news anchorman, news reporter, rock disc jockey, and all that other stuff before Jesus entered in, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us each day at this time. Some of you are loyal listeners and supporters, and that's a big deal. Ministries always needing money. Mm -hmm. We're grateful to the folks of the cross. It's the goodness of our church in Fort Wayne allowing us the time to do this and contributions from people just like you. 
You can get on board today. Get in touch, gregpatton.com, and say, I want to hear conservative news and information in the days ahead. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be helping as the Lord leads. And we say, thank you so much. You know, it's true. Everyone faces temptation. Just as we all have different strengths and interests and weaknesses, we as Christians, we have different areas of temptation in our lives. Some might be enticed to lie. Some steal, maybe gamble. Others are lured by smoking and drinking and immorality. What ensnares one person may have no effect on another. When people have difficulty resisting sin, many decide, this is just the way I am. Take it or leave it and they give themselves over to that temptation. Some individuals, after repeatedly yielding, cease to recognize the specific situation as temptation. That happens. Instead, they justify their sinful behavior as simply, that's the way they live. All temptation ultimately comes from the enemy, of course, whose goal it is is to cast doubt into your mind and disrupt your fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan wants to remove us from God's will in order to stop us from worshiping and serving him and glorifying him. In that way, he attempts to destroy our witness for Jesus Christ. The scriptures use Israel's history as a warning to us in the perils of temptation in our day. In 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 12, Paul relates that despite God's abundant blessing, the nation nevertheless chose the wrong way, behaving immorally practicing idolatry, grumbling a lot about the Lord's good gifts. The Israelites were tempted and they yielded. In fact, the nation's entire history was a reoccurring cycle of being obedient and blessing and temptation and rebellion and God's chastisement. Sound familiar? That's the way it happens with many individuals as well today. They desperately fall into the same old temptations until they finally conclude, well, I tried, but... Uh, I just can't do any better. These folks reason that, well, God tempted me, uh, the devil tempted me, or it simply isn't fair. The pressure was just more than I could handle. And again, they give in. All temptation is based on fantasy. That is our imagination of life under a different set of circumstances. It starts with a thought. However, simply thinking about something does not automatically mean that you have sinned. As you linger on that thought, however, your imagination begins to take over. I wonder how it would be to possess this or to try that. Maybe to have a different spouse, to replace my co-worker at his job, to have a little more fun in life. As you imagine what the experience might be like, you begin to desire it. Then that desire grows, and it's not long before your will becomes involved in all of that. At that point, you have to choose. You either turn away from the temptation or you give in to the flesh, which longs to be gratified with things beyond divine set boundaries. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, your only defense is going to be your human resistance, which, well, that's not going to last very long. I'm sorry. From 1 Corinthians 10.13, we can identify other characteristics of enticing situations. First of all, temptations are common. God created us with legitimate needs and desires, and His will encompasses everything that we must have plus much of what we want. He intended for our yearnings to be met with, well, I guess you would say, what, certain parameters? Oh, yeah. 
and beyond which lie those things he knows that are destructive or unhealthy. And that's why God sets limits, not to prevent us from having any fun in life or enjoying it, but he does it to protect you. Temptation is an enticement to go beyond the boundaries. God has set us up for natural, divinely bestowed desires in this old world. When you and I exceed those limits, we sin. For example, he certainly gave us an appetite for food. I like food, don't you? Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to exist. But if we pass that boundary of self-control, we overeat, become gluttonous. Is that sin? Similar to the desire for sex. That's a gift from God. But when indulged into an unhealthy extreme, it becomes a sin. Our freedom stops where he's placed those limitations to keep us safe. What to do? What to do? Satan tries to narrow our focus onto something very small, the object that is enticing us. Our Heavenly Father, on the other hand, desires that we keep sight on the big picture. You're saved. You're a Christian. There are several ways to build a defense. Ask yourself some questions. Before you take action, consider the answers to this. If I should yield to this temptation, what will be the immediate and future consequences? Oh, and identify areas of weakness. Are you hungry, angry, lonely, tired? What's the problem? That's halt, by the way. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Visualize your victory. Too often we set ourselves up for failure thinking, I'm afraid I'm going to slip. I'm going to fail. Are you accountable to a friend? A lot of people do that. Set aside a daily time for prayer and meditation on this very thing and learn above all else to rely on the Holy Spirit. Until you understand how the indwelling helper works in your life to enable and empower you, all your attempts to resist temptation will depend upon your own strength. Be honest now, and you'll continue to fail. But if you resist the devil, build up your defenses, Ephesians six ten through 18 and depend on the Holy Spirit, you're going to have great victory in Jesus along the way. When I share this message, I can say, been there, done that. I was smoking four packs of cigarettes a day when I got saved. Isn't that something? I had a terrible alcohol problem. My wife and I were about to divorce. Been together now, what, over 60 years? Been straight, if you will, since I've been saved. And those who knew me in the past, a terrible potty mouth, to say the least. Yet God can do wonderful things. Does Satan tempt every day? Seems like about every minute of every day. That's just life, my friend. Give it all to God. Gaining victory over temptation, resisting the devil, he will flee from you. That can become a reality in your life. You can do it. And the more you yield, the smoother it gets, that walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. I would encourage you today, my friend, you pray about it. God's there. He's ready, willing, and able when you are. And maybe that's really a key. Are you serious about gaining victory in Jesus? And then on the lighter side, a man who had just undergone a very complicated stomach surgery complained about a bump on his head. Bad headache. The nurse was confused. No earthly reason why he should have a headache and a bump on his head. Finally, the nurse, fearing the man may be suffering from some post-operative shock, spoke to the surgeon. Well, the doctor assured the nurse, don't worry about a thing. He really does have a bump on his head about halfway through the operation. We ran out of anesthetic. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, why not? Come on, at least a smile. It's a 
It's a medicine. That's what the Bible says. You've been listening to Hello World. So you missed last week's program. You missed this day last year. Well, then go to gregpatton.com right there on the front. iTunes, all archived last year, two years ago. gregpatton.com. Have my say for a Wednesday. Boy, with the Monday holiday, it just gets <laughs> the week moves fast. Of course, it happens when you're older, too. Thanks so much for being here. Join me on Facebook, Greg Jerry G. Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. That's the way it is for Wednesday, December the 27th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.